Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 718. For comics originally coming out March the 22nd and March the 23rd. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday or Wednesday, Drew, do we have anything else fun going on in the world of comics? Well, we got that Ms. Marvel trailer. That was kind of exciting. Everybody's getting super hyped for Moon Knight. Uh, that's coming up. Is that this week? It's coming up soon, and I have seen all kinds of cool posters from Moon Knight. Yeah, that's coming up pretty soon. Um, yeah, Ms. Marvel's like in June, I think. Yeah. Um, we had we didn't go see Batman because I don't know you you don't want to. I guess is that, is that what it is? Is that the reason why so we this haven't has gone? all been put on me? I think so. Yeah, I did offer. You did. I did. I'll... But you also said you didn't want to go for hours upon end. <laughs> That's true. That's true. March thirtieth is the premiere of uh, Moon Knight. Oh yeah. So okay, we got two weeks. Yeah, almost two weeks. Lots of fun stuff there. What else? Spider Man's out on TV now. I saw an ad yeah. for that. Might watch that again. Definitely worth a second watch. Yeah, and then all the. Um, Netflix Marvel shows are back on Disney Plus, and for some reason that's driving people controversial. To... Yeah, yeah. Is that because they're hard R? Because they're not for kids, and for the most part, I can pretty much give my kids carte blanche on Disney Plus, um, but not necessarily in the realm of Marvel uh, Netflix shows. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. So is there going is there going to be like a special channel for that, or is it just going to be mixed in with everything else? So far, I believe it's just mixed in with everything else. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But it's it's. I don't have a problem with it. My kids don't have any real interest in it, but I can see where some are just like uh, I don't know. But who knows? Yeah, it seems to have driven people back to the comic shops for some reason for some of those shows. Uh, that's gotten people hopped up on those coming back and um i guess we're gonna we might get some more punisher uh john yeah, barenthal we get, get more daredevil mcu so i've seen some stuff online leak about him you know uh, having some cameo appearances and some cool stuff going on so yeah that's uh, quite exciting yeah so all that stuff uh i didn't i i lost interest uh in one of them and then tried another one. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed the Jessica Jones. I think I watched all of them, mm-hmm. all the seasons of that. I didn't get through all of, like, the second season of Daredevil. Got pulled away and never got back. Um, Iron Fist, I just heard nothing but horrible stuff about how slow and boring it was. So I didn't even try that one. Um, Defenders looked good, and I just never got around to it. Um, what am I leaving out? What's the other one? Punisher, I never watched. Luke Cage. Luke Cage, I liked. I liked to watch that one. Um, so, yeah. So I'll be. I'm gonna do some catching up. Um, but I might have to like start over at Daredevil because I think I've forgotten everything. It's been so long. I, I'm actually planning on rewatching all of Daredevil because I'm just like, huh? yeah, yeah. I think I need to watch all of that one. I don't know. I don't know about Iron Fist. I. I mean, it, from the most part, it was like universally everybody said it was incredibly. Slow. I liked it. Oh, you watched it's, it. It's different, but yeah, oh yeah, I did Iron Fist. It wasn't slow then. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, I mean, a lot of it was just comparing to what else was that, what uh, the other things were. Um, and it's not, it wasn't as good as Daredevil and it didn't have, 
you know, the kingpin of it all of Daredevil, but I liked it. Okay. Okay. So what, uh, did you watch Defenders? No. I, I, had, I had bowed out a little bit before Defenders. Did you watch Jessica Jones? Yes. Luke Cage? Uh, some. Some. So you didn't finish it. See? I'm not Correct. alone on that. That's that's crazy, right? Because there was Correct. too much stuff. Like, that was when, that exactly. was that was in the years of CW, you know, cranking out Flash and Green Arrow. And, yeah, Arrowverse and stuff like that. Yeah. And so we had, we had what we call a dearth of content at that time. A dearth of content. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that... Now that it's always going to be there, as long as I always have my daughter's Disney Plus password, <laughs> <laughs> they don't crack me out on that. Then pull a Netflix, which I heard is going to try to. I heard uh, that. Yeah, they're going to what? Yeah, if you're going from different locations, they're going to yeah up your charges. Which it is. Which sad. They, they better not start the shenanigans because I am like so close to dropping Netflix because I don't watch anything on Netflix anymore. I I don't watch much on Netflix either, um, but. Like I have, I have loaned that password out. I have six, <laughs> six or seven slots filled up of people that have my password, and so that's good. when that, when that change happens. Yeah, there's gonna be some upset people that have friends and family that have lived have sucked like the uh, proverbial parasite off of my my Netflix account for years. They're going to mm-hmm. they're going to be upset. I I would have canceled it a while ago because it's like seventeen bucks or something at this point. It keeps going up, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, there's stuff I like, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't watch it. It's not my go-to. Um, yeah, I'm doing much more on Hulu than I am. Yeah, Hulu, Max. Uh, I like Max a lot. Max is going to be a tough and I one. Just, and I just saw where Amazon bought MGM. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I have Prime for the stupid shipping for some reason and so i just get that as a throwaway but i watch it a lot i watch a lot of prime and yeah i don't know if i can give it up either it's yeah <laughs> i'd like to cut some of these and like just focus and get get the value out of them but i i, I just i can't cut them i can't cut them i did decide to pull the plug on peacock and paramount um mm. Both of them are really wonky interfaces that, oh, I hate that they don't work that great on my at least on my Amazon Fire Stick they don't work very good. Um, they're glitchy and and then Peacock has like two things. One thing I watch uh, Resident Alien and it's about to finish up and I and I watch the Super Bowl and <laughs> that's it. And so I'm like yeah, this is an easy cut. Um, and in the Olympics, I didn't watch a single Olympic. I didn't either. <laughs> well, I didn't watch the first Olympic, and then Paramount. It has some good stuff on it, uh, but like everything's going to reruns, and uh, you know I'll be I'll be all caught up on like Young Sheldon and Bob Hate Hearts all Hearts Abishola and those little sitcoms. I do like those, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but there's really not much else that I watch on Paramount, so that can go away, and I might just get it during football season again. Not a bad idea. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, w- I, sh- I just wanted to cut some of these just because it was like, okay, that's like 10 streaming s- services. 
You know, mm-hmm. the whole reason you cut the cord was to save money. Well, and you're over. fairly new to cutting the cord, so I know a lot of people, as soon as they cut the cord, they go a little uh, a little nuts with a la carte in the guise of what you've done and then scale <laughs> yeah. it back to what's actually yeah. necessary. Yeah, it's probably only been, what, two, three years mm-hmm. since I cut the cord? You did it. I mean, before. A decade. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've, you've been cut for a long time yeah. when there was nothing but maybe Netflix to go to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I don't know what what else what else is there that it, that's really tempting. There really aren't any other streamers out there. Well, AMC Plus was tempting for a while because you were doing Apple TV. I still do Apple time. TV. Yeah, I don't watch hardly anything on there. My wife won't cut it because it's tied to her Spotify Premium or something. And I'm like, we don't watch Apple. Can we just cut that? No, I get it with my Spotify. So. And I'm like, I didn't know we were getting so we were getting Spotify Premium because I still have to listen to ads. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so she won't give and, me. Uh, HBO Max is becoming must-have. Yeah, it's pretty great, even though it's fifteen bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's but you're getting the Batman's of the world and stuff on it. Yeah, you're getting some great stuff. Uh, and it's, yeah, that's a tough one. I was like, I was like, I really should cut the like if I cut Max. And Netflix, that'd be thirty four, thirty five bucks, right mm-hmm. there, out. Um, but uh, I don't want to cut either one of them right now. So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I guess don't cut the big <laughs> ones. Just cut a couple of little ones. <laughs> I saved a nickel, yeah. but I'm still paying eighty five bucks a month. But it's kind of bull, right? My my wife won't share her Spotify password with me, so I don't have Spotify Premium. She does. You are going to mess up her. Uh... Yeah, she doesn't want my her algorithm messed up with my music. Yeah, exactly. Taste, which mm-hmm. is um, like for better or worse, right? When you say the vowels, I think so. I think sickness in hell. Yeah, algorithm, be damned. I think is in yeah. there. <laughs> it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, anyway, man, let's get into it before people turn off completely talking about streaming services. <laughs> we're here to talk comics, and we're here to talk March previews comics that are in the back half. That's right. We are going to start with a little bit of the back half. We've gone through some of our big dogs, our our, or our images, and our DCs, and our Marvels, but boy, we want to dig through some of the little tiny things and see if we can find some gold in the back half of the book, because that's where we have a lot of our fun. So we're starting at 237, page 237 yep. in your previews catalog, number one in your hearts, because... Yep. 237 digitally, if you're looking through a physical book, page 231, that's where your Blaze comics uh, alphabetically with your back half. Stuff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Digital versus. And the first thing Blaze is trying to give us, because we've got, of course, Women in Comics Month coming at, through this, so this is March for May, um, and we have... Belit and Valeria by Max Bemis. Yeah, he's my boy. Uh, I do like him a lot. Like a lot of the stuff he writes. And so, uh, even though this looks like a Red Sonia ish type of book. Yeah, this looks like it should be on Xenoscope. Yeah, or maybe like a Boundless. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still going to check it out. Um, just to give it a shot. It does look a little wordy because some of the preview pages are like all text. Yeah. A lot of people try to fit a lot of words in these things. Kind of a turn off. Because I dumb can't read well. <laughs> um, 
Well, if that's not your taste, we've already started The Cimarron, Hour of the Dragon mm-hmm. number three, Juliet uh, Blondell, Robert Howard, going through that. So that's that's Conan-type stuff, it looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah, more of that. Uh, Life Zero, number four. Um, I have Life Zero, number one, sitting there, ready to be read. I haven't got around to it yet. Looks really good. Book on Hendrix. Yeah, The Electric Requiem. I saw that on a couple of uh, lists of things that I'm supposed to be reading, so. Yeah. Collecting uh, Guillaume March's Laura and Other Stories. Is that the eight foot tall one? No, no, no. This is, um, this is the guy who did, um, Carmen that I love so much. This was his Mm -hmm. book before that. And this is, uh, like a European translation. Gotcha. Um, so it, not quite as good as Carmen, but I really, I like it. And his art is fantastic. And this last one that I read, Really, it kind of got away from Laura. Went to the other stories, and mm-hmm. um, it was kind of it was very autobiographical. Only it was the artist as a woman, kind of like explaining why he draws women, and and they're always the protagonists. And it was very cool slice of life, but autobiographical life, and gotcha. and it was it was really neat to see. Yeah, he a very cool thing that he did. He um. He did a page for, um, like, as commissions mm-hmm. and or, or for, like, a contest or something. So he gave away well, a single page of this book, and it was, like, what, 80 pages or something. And so each person, like, all these different uh, fans of his got a single page of this piece of original art, and then he collected them all. And made this story out of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not pages, but like panels. I'm sorry, panels. Ah, gotcha. Um, so it was it was really neat. 112 pages, 16 and up, mature, 20 bucks, slice of life, kill up mark. Yep, real good stuff. I got nothing really else until we get down into the aftershock stuff. Yeah, I'm just looking and see if there's anything in abstract or. Yeah, Action Lab has the Ballad of Ronin, John Walsh and Jim Walsh writing that one. Looks like it could be kind of neat. Yeah. It says for fans of Once in Future. So, um. Oh, okay. Well, that might be good. Yeah. Ballad of Rome. Or, I'm sorry. It says Action Lab presents the, the new, the next new series that fans of Once in Future have been waiting for. So. And it doesn't look like your typical Action Lab. Correct. At least from the cover. Mm hmm. AFK, I've not heard of them. Uh, Five Nights Freddy. Then we're down yeah, in. My the... kids are talking a lot about Friday Nights at Freddy's. And oh, really? And stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, some sort of video game and spooky and goofy. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. Aftershock. But of course, down into Aftershock, we have Bunny Masked, uh, the Hollow Inside Number One. Bunny Mask, of course, already come out about a year ago. Here we have the next iteration. Very nice. They're doing the mask variant yet again. I really liked that the first time it came through. And then we have Dogs of London, Peter Milligan, with Artesida. That's one word on art. 
How deep must you bury a body to make sure it doesn't haunt you? Frank and Terry are about to find out. They were once members of the Dogs, a feared gang who ruled much of London's other underworld back in the swinging 60s. They thought they'd escaped their troubled past, but the past isn't dead. It's just bashed about a bit and very pissed off. Spanning different times and classes, Dogs of London is a bl brutal, bloody tale of violence, love, revenge, and sleeping dogs who refuse to roll over and play dead. So I don't believe this is anthropomorphic, even though that's what it looks like on the cover. I assume we're just talking in nuance here, but I don't honestly know. I was trying to Google. Nope, it's not anthropomorphic. They're just talking about them as dogs. So we got some interior art. Do you think artists are? Do you think Artisito is a guy? Yes, probably. There's his picture with a gas mask say. on. Yeah, Artisito is a dude. And it's incredibly violent art, so <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I like the incentive cover with the British flag and the uh, the shadows. Yeah. It looks almost like a Reservoir Dogs cover. Very sweet. Wando giving us 48 pages of Spectro, a prestige format one-shot. Horror, horror anthology? Or... Just Brightly colored from the interior art. Wow. What are they doing there? Yeah. Okay, now that's that doesn't really look like Wando. Mm -mm. Hmm. I mean, if you asked me to draw Wando, that's what I would have drawn. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. That doesn't seem like his style to me. But maybe I haven't read enough Wando. <laughs> the ocean will take us. Number two. Rich Duick, Carlos Oliveira's book. Looks pretty good. Kaiju score. Number two. It's five bucks. These are all five bucks. Free cardstock cover. Yeah. Kaiju score. Not really for five bucks. It's not really free. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Aftershock's The Naughty List. An immortal. We don't care that it's March. We still got Christmas. It's an, an immortal, depressed, and pissed off Santa and his right hand elf Plum <laughs> head to Antler Downs, a redneck, a rundown racetrack. That's pretty cool. I like that concept. There's that Garth Ennis series, The Lion and the um, Eagle. Mm -hmm. Just started that book. I didn't get a chance to finish it yet. Baby Teeth gives us the year two hardcover, collecting issues 11 through 20 from Donnie Cates. If I would have been a betting man, I would have swore Baby Teeth was an image comic. <laughs> I did not know that. Heathens gets a trade. Colin Bunn book. Colin Bunn, yep. My Date with Monsters, very well-received book. Paul Tobin's uh, gets, gets a... Hardcover. Wow. Flashback to animosity. That's pretty cool. Been a long time since we've had an animosity, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, spawned a nice little trend that was there for a little while that I think we're catching you in some of the back half of. 
You did Eleanor and Egret, if I remember correctly. Or you just I, I read that first one, and then yeah. uh, I never kind of circled back around to it. Yeah, again. you were you were uh, underwhelmed on it, so I, I jumped off. I sampled. And I believe I, that was the same time that I I sampled the first Mary Shelley Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. and Artemis and Assassin. All of these, I think I've at Artemis least Artemis and Assassin is the only one I I dipped into. Yeah, uh, and her Infernal Descent. So four of those six on that page, page two fifty one, I have sampled, but I don't believe I finished any of them. But none of them have a high watermark, really, for you. Maybe Artemis. I might have finished Artemis, the first one. There you go. That's all of our Aftershocks. Puts us down into some of our Albatross books. Our Albatross funny books, as we continue to call them. And some of our other couple things from Ahoy Comics there as well. Yeah, Albatross is doing an exploding funny book. A How many pages? 48-page anthology. Mm Mm-hmm. That should be fun. It's got some goon on the cover. Yeah. For Wrong Earth fans, there's a purple one shot. Man, American mythology is hard to find out what it, what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they don't really lay out their pages like. Dreadful Dreamscape number one, apparently we have. Several writers, 32 pages. Yeah, these are terrible. Amaral gives us Cavewoman Badlands one shot. Hello, ladies. (laughs) Classic Cavewoman. Tales of Eternia, the hunt for Mossman hardcover, has a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on the cover. I don't get that. Mm -hmm. Explain that to me. Is it? What do you mean? That's the Tales of Eternia was the the series, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's based out of the Netflix show world. Oh, okay, okay. No cover, so a lot of um, context clues for me. A secret cover. Ah. Ah, secret cover. From our good friends at Antarctic Press, we have Samurai 2.0. <clears throat> the year is 21XX. World War Three has devastated the planet. A foreigner arrives in the city of Neo Tokyo. His name is Ketsuo, and he is the last remaining graffiti samurai intent on clashing with the emperor who has prohibited any artisan and persecutes anyone who dares to create man you really got into that one i did <laughs> are you gonna get that you, you, nope no. <laughs> they lost me at artisan <laughs> uh let's see who's doing the fox archie's doing the fox i think i've tried fox before when they've trotted him out and tried to make that character mm. catch on and it never caught on for me is it still black and white, or is it just they haven't colored it yet? I don't remember it being black and white. Yeah. Maybe. Kind of a cool character. I like it. Maybe it was. It's a really nice uh, 
Ben Caldwell Riverdale cover. I like that. Yeah, that one. That one looks good. So it's OG Archie meets the cast of Riverdale. Interesting. Yeah, they're running out of uh, combos to yeah. mix and match. I think. Yeah. Got some Aspen books here. All these Fathom covers look exactly alike. Yeah. I couldn't tell you one from the other. <laughs> Michael Turner has a style. People like it. I get it. But it's incredibly derivative. Yeah. I just scrolled through most of what Aspen's doing, and I'm not really sure what they were trying to sell me, but they failed. Yeah. Now, this. Star Runner Chronicles. It's got a full page spread and it's from Atlantis Studios. Yeah, so we'll run onto that here in a bit. Does, or did we already pass it? Yeah, there it is. Does that actually. look like Megan Fox? It does have a, a bit of a that look. Is that owner for that? Twenty bucks for a trade. Yeah. Dark Star trade that I've not not heard of. Avatar press hardcovers. We got some crossed coming back, trying to keep selling you those old crossed hardcovers, and boy, they'll keep showing them to you. I missed that. Oh, there they are. <clears throat> I mean, what are they doing? Please explain what's what's Avatar's business model. Uh, sell you old things, put nothing new out, and hope that. Uh, the new group of people doesn't realize these are old retreaded things. So we're, I mean, we're, is it just one dude left in the office, you know, trying to make the donuts, goes in, okay, what's left? Okay, I'm going to put this. I got, I still have this. I can sell some of these. All right. This, yeah, because it's, it's six pages of old stuff. Seven pages of old stuff. It's all old stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they don't have a single new thing. It's all just old stuff. I I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, just continuing to exist is what I, they're doing. I, yeah, just keeping the stuff in print, right? Yeah, keeping yeah. the stuff in print. Some of you like this stuff. Those of you who liked it will sell it to in a variety of formats, form factors. Mm -hmm. Some signed, some not signed, some prestige. Um, printings. Um, how much do you like Caligula? Would you like it again? Would you like it? <laughs> I mean, they're labeling this as their hardcover sale, so maybe this is just a month where they're just like, hey, let's just offer. I don't know, Kyle. We've been going down this road a lot with Av Avatar yeah. for a yeah. long time, and it's just, this is what it is. It's that booth yes. at the con that has the $5 trades. Mm -hmm. That's all he does. Just trade blows out trade doesn't have doesn't have new stuff just has overstock stuff that's five bucks a piece and yep. does a good business that way people seem to go and, and pick up deals <coughs> but he's not pushing the industry no but how does he afford seven or eight pages of of ads in the middle of previews well i mean they must I be selling previews is cranking out the uh Need for extra money. You don't think you don't think their ad rate card is that high at this point? Buy one get six free pages. <laughs> That's possible. All right, Ben Percy gives us Devil's Highway Volume Two from A.W. Upshot. 
I read another AWA book uh, the other day. What was it called? Hit Me. Mm-hmm. Man, another good one. They just all their stuff's good. Yeah, they're doing a lot more of these where you know we've got Devil's Highway Volume Two. Um, I like their original stuff, but I would be I so curious. We can tell a couple extra stories, no problem. If I knew some of these creators, like I'd like to reach out and say, "Okay, tell me, tell me the AWA process." Like, did, did are they hands off? You just come in with your pitch, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Sounds good, go ahead, do that." And they've just been incredibly lucky, or like, did they? take these pitches and ideas and shape them and edit them and work with these creators to make these titles because it seems like they have a really, really high hit rate for a publisher. Mm-hmm. Or they throw them back and say, this is garbage. Take it to Image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to pay Image $2,500 put this junk out. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just seems like what would you say three out of four books they put out are, are good yeah are super well written good stories yeah i mean compared to any other publisher they got to be up there at the top and i'd yeah. just be curious how they do it there's the hit me um krista foss priscilla Petrades, um bdsm focused book you know, oh. I'd like to say that's the first time I've read a BDSM comic, but I did read <laughs> Sunstone by uh, our good friend uh, Stepan Sajic, so mm-hmm. that was also BDSM focused. Gotcha. I myself don't like to be hit nor hit anyone else. <laughs> so no, you bruise quite easily. Yeah, so I have to just appreciate the the style from afar. Can't can't do that myself. <laughs> Knighted with a nice $10 trade, 144 pages. Greg Hurwitz, Mark Teixeira. Yeah. Your boy Al Radical doing primos on issue four. Good cover. A Wave Blue World Inc. Is that is that what it's called? The publisher? Mm-hmm. A Wave yep. Blue World Inc. is the name of the publisher? A way of Blue World Incorporated. That's that's a strange. Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it does. Anyway, they're putting out Mezo Battle at Coban Rock, um, and Frankenrocker and Jailbait Punks stealing Oz and stealing Oz. Okay. Next, we get into some Behemoth comics, or as my brother calls them, Behemoth. I did that once, right? Just one time. Was it just once? It- I think so. Maybe more. So we have A, B, C, and D cover here on the front for Neverender. Can't really find the artist. Is that what... Are you already past Blind Alley? Or is that what... Oh, okay. Neverender's first. Okay. Correct. I'm going from the top down. I didn't didn't realize that was a comic. It's a very, very, very weird way of advertising things. Where's the price? We, we've foregone the price and, for the most part, the writer and artist in order to have a QR code. Read an eight-page preview. That's cool. Yeah. And does that work on the digital? Let me see. Yes. It does? 
Mm-hmm. Not on my screen. Because there's a watermark on my digital from Alternative oh. Worlds, so. Mm. Covers it up. I got it to work. You did? Yep, I'm there now. Is it a vertical comic? Uh, or do you have to go side to side? The eight pages. How's it laid out? Uh, vertical comic. Well, that's cool. now, it's, it's actually just going through the solicit. It's not actually showing me the comic yet. <laughs> oh. oh I, thought it's, I thought that's what the QR code was, a preview. It just sent me to the actual site. Dumb. But it did work. Anyway, don't put red ink on black, black background. background. I can barely read it. Now we're down to Blind Alley, a five-part miniseries from Era. Era? 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 I-R-R-A? That's Era? That's the creator? I'm guessing that's the creator, the artist, the painter, the everythinger. I like the stylized vintage look to the covers. Very nice. Mm -hmm. 32 pages on sale May 11th. I don't know what price is. I'm guessing $3.99. One would never be able to tell yeah it's a five-part series where jesus or jesus returns to the neighborhood where he grew up a civilian suburban neighborhood where violence and the constant struggle against life's adversities meet his goal is to resume his relationship with irene his former girlfriend and start a project together with the help of Faye, his childhood friend he tries to escape crime and marginalization, carving a niche for himself in the world of work and in society. But Vargas, the exalted brother of Faye, fans the flame of something that has been cooking for a long time. I don't know. I didn't love that solicit. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. I lost more and more interest in the word. Yeah, the longer it went on, I was like, eh, eh. I don't even want to finish reading this. But we got all those different words for that solicit, Edmund. Not a price. Not a price. And, you know, you can't really, because if you go down to the next page, you got No Holds Barred, which, which is a three ninety nine, dollars But then Stargirl is five ninety nine. So 32 pages, that that 32-page book, Heavy Metal Drummer, is three ninety nine. So you could kind of assume maybe those are three ninety nine, but you're not 100%. Mm-mm. And then this one is 28 pages, so... We've got 24-page books, 28-page books, 32-page books, 48-page books. What's going on? There is no standard anymore. Yeah. God Killer, number three, from Matteo Pizzolo. And art by Anna Muckraker. Mm-hmm. All right. That's your boy Black Mask that you love so much. Oh yeah, big fan. Emo girl from Blacktooth Comics. That's cool. And Bliss on Tap is—is is that who's doing Train Eight? Mm-hmm. And Usher of the Dead. Interesting. Billy the Kit, your boys, 
Um, yeah, our good friends of Blue Juice Comics. Yeah. Uh, they proved me wrong. They got all of their issues in Blue Kit out on time, ready to go. And now they have collected, uh, I believe, four or five issues into 140 pages here for 20 bucks from our good friend Justin Gray and Barry McLean. Very cool. Boundless gives us a lot of Lady Death. Um, they're going the Avatar route. <laughs> Just old stuff. Nothing new. It's old again. Broadsword Comics. Oh, it's Jim Ballant, isn't it? I thought he just did... What's that book he did that... <coughs> eh, can't remember. It escapes me. Name escapes me. <laughs> From down in Clover Press, we have another trade paperback for Cassidy's Secret. Oh, what do you think of the Tyler Kirkham Free Comic Book Day t-shirt? That was pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's not bad. What's Clover Press giving us? Six inch by nine inch black and white hardcover. What are these? The the pros hardcover Pro, are these uh, are these continental op is that what that is? Mm -hmm. They're all offered again things. I mean, nothing new. Well, I, <clears throat> I think the continental is an advanced solicit for a new book, isn't it? The continental op. Yep, advanced solicit for release there. Uh, 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 there's just there's ten pages of illustrations in this. This mm. is a book. This is just a book. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with books, but you know, <laughs> we're not here to talk. We're not here to talk about books. Lady Death Sacrificial Annihilation Number One from Coffin Comics. Comics Tribe gives us Dig, a Sink Tale. I'm gonna mine that one a little bit more. With some weird covers. We got some foil stamped covers. Stephanie Phillips for Dead Good Media Incorporated. Huh. Yeah, Marguerite Savage doing the cover on the cover A for that one. So we got some creators we know down here with a few uh few of the smaller things. So this is Brini Live. Offered again, so this is something that's come out before. This is kind of a um, mini trade, mini mm -hmm. an OGN then because it's ten bucks. Yep, sixty pages, sixty-four pages. Uh, Octo Brianna with love. Uh, yeah, that'd be something maybe I read on a hoopla. <laughs> there you go. Down through our dynamic forces collection items and all that fun. Uh, 
Star Wars humor book, I Am Your Father. <laughs> Lessons for parents, protectors, and mentors from mm-hmm. Darth Vader. Here's where it gets difficult to go through some of the back half stuff as we just get into yeah. the you do need the, you, you do need do need the the DC superheroes little library of board books. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln would like those. Absolutely. Uncle Drew isn't paying fifty bucks for it though. It's gonna have to be a discount. <laughs> We've redefined needs to get. Yeah. Those. Cousin Hannah works at a library. She can get a discount on that one. That's right. Is there anything after dynamic forces? Got to be some stuff down there. We're getting into, but nothing that's jumping out at me. Like I have to have a floppy comic version of anything. I am down looking through some little golden books. The back half and some stuff. Lord, struggling. Heavy Metal has some books. We missed uh, number one for Star Wars last month at Steve Orlando. We've got the second issue of that of his eight-issue series for uh, Heavy Metal as part of their actual floppy comic line that comes out. They've had some really good stuff on that. You, um... I'm down on page 326 already. Lord. 333 digital. Gotcha. Getting there. Getting there. Not a lot of um, like regular floppy comics for Mm-mm. comic book readers. A lot of yeah, we've got things I'm done in Humanoids uh, Publishing, the Oats and the Elephine, 128 page hardcover, all AG, fifteen dollars. It's kind of an interesting looking story. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Blood of the Immortals. That's an that's a, a a wicked looking book there. Yeah, I kind of like the art pages they've got. That's what I was about to say. Another OGN. I don't understand the economics of OGNs. I mean, don't you need the profits from the floppies that make up the trade to? make your money and your profits on the OGN or or those have those gone away and dried up so much that there isn't any profits on the floppies so they go straight to the OGN there has to be there has to be profits on the floppies I, I, don't. I don't think there has to be we you, yeah, you, true. you remember when we used to see the the sales numbers <laughs> anything that wasn't Marvel or DC was like 1500 copies Remember those days? Oh, yeah. I could, I could see them by... I, it's got to be the reason. It's got to be economics. They just... They're not... They can't sell enough of the individual floppies to justify. Down into the Keen Spot comics where we have the ongoing of Ninjas and robots, and then their new One Night in Prague book as well. 
Yeah. So Knights of the Dinner Table. Did you have you ever read any of these? I've seen them in quarter bins. I've never read any. I've never. Um, it's like tabletop gamers, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost to yeah. issue three hundred. This is issue two hundred ninety six. So it's been around a long time. It's seven bucks pop. Is it a comic? Is it is it really a comic or is it more of a magazine? Sixty four pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of an OG any. You've never I've no I should have grabbed some out of quarter bins. Why would I not grab one out of a quarter bin? <laughs> Mad Cave Studios has been giving us Nottingham. It's on its seventh issue. Good game, well played, OGN from Mad, uh, the Maverick implant of Mad Cave Studios. Yeah, it's got a cool. Um, what what video game would you say that was, Kyle? With the it's four an buttons, arcade cabinet. Yeah, is that Gauntlet? Yeah, is, something like that. Is that a Gauntlet table or stand up arcade? Uh, Gauntlet normally had four characters, but yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. The button arrays remind me of something. Yep. So we've got uh, four uh, friends working in a video game store. So 200 pages, $15, and looks like we get some 2009 video game nostalgia with that one. So that's cool. Yeah. Metropolitan Books gives us The Life and Times of Barney Frank Smart Guy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Looks like a pretty cool Jersey accent character Very uh, slice of lifey From Oni Press, we get Space Trash Volume 1, 96 pages, $22. Written, illustrated, colors, lettered, and covered by Jen Woodall. Interesting art. Yeah, I kind of like these pages. They look good. Sparse. Well done. Mm Mm-hmm. What's going on? These, this is a books. Uh, I think these are actually books, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. <coughs> Cute. A season of the Bruja, number three, from Oni. A couple different Rick and Mortys. They've got their fourth volume of their current iteration. 136 pages, and the Infinity Hour, number three. Opus Publishing gives us Disturbed Dark Messiah number one, your boy Tim Seeley. Yeah. With Angel Hernandez on art. A lot of firefighter Griffin DeSanto has found himself a man out of time stumbling into a harsh 
harsh world of poverty, automation, and subjugation. Five bucks, 32 pages. Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer, number one. That uh, Frazetta cover is uh, that's, legendary looking. That, yeah. yeah, that's the one, that, the homage that we're always getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very nice. Exactly. What is Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo doing on this book? Dark. This is Opus. So this Opus, Tim Seeley, again. Um, oh, this is what we were talking about up there in the small box. This is just their mm -hmm. breakout ad. And we're show, they're showing that um, McFarlane and Capullo are doing a, a, a gatefold. One in so 20. So this, if you look at the dude to the right of that gatefold, that is the unknown character from the uh, the band Disturbed. That's that character. So this is has something to do with the albums from the band Disturbed. Um, this Dark Messiah. So I may check this out because oh, I've seen them a few times and I'm curious what they're what they're doing here. The Down with the Sickness guys. Yep. Huh. And they've got Todd McFarlane on board, so I think I will have to check that out. So I like Seely. Um, I used to like Disturbed. I kind of like him still. And we've got McFarland, so that's enough to make me go, okay. Do you get but Yeah, that's off their ten thousand fifths album. And you get the gatefold. You get the crossover appeal of uh the music fans grabbing mm -hmm. grabbing the comics. There might be some might be some buzz there. Yep. I did that a few times with Coheed Cambria. Yeah, it worked out well with uh, My Chemical Romance. A For sure, back into Smurfs and Hawk the Slayer from Rebellion 2000 AD. It's a Garth Ennis book. It's a cool cover on that Hawk the Slayer. It is. I it actually is. really like that. The Sarge hardcover from uh, I don't know who's doing that one. It's got a very very Sergeant Rock look to it. Introduction by Garth Ennis. Scout caught their broken on their cultivic recount gets a one shot preamble. Red five giving us Bjorn number one from Ben Bender was a free comic book day. Or will be a free comic book day, maybe? The um a brief history of video games soft cover by Rich Stanton. More of a reference book mm -hmm. from Atari to virtual reality. And as soon as it's been printed it's probably out of date. It's antiquated immediately. Yeah. Source points got some stuff. We've got Ultramax number one. <clears throat> Doug Wood and Michael Picard with Michael Picard on the art as well. It's a hot title. It does look actually pretty cool. Uh, 32 pages, $4. Code 45 number one from Scout, Benjamin Hunting, and Joe Ng. Looks pretty interesting. Got a good look to it. Kind of when you're having a heart attack, is it your left arm that tingles or your right arm that tingles? Yes. I think I'm okay. Just, <laughs> just bad, bad dinner. It'd be kind of cool if I died on a podcast. It'd be a memorable one. If... Well, nobody would hear it because <laughs> Brent, your husband's dead. Could you click stop and export for me? <laughs> Could you please export this out? <laughs> oh. Randy does not know how to. Use audacity. I'm all the way down into Titan Comics talking about Doctor Who Origins number one. We got another four issue Doctor Who series by Jody Hauser. 
Um, and it's talking about their free comic book day arc as well. And they're uh, another riv uh, Rivers of London getting another series. I read that first one and I actually quite enjoyed that first Rivers of London. I've caught up to <laughs> Titan. I was blowing through all the source point. Did you really, did you hit one of those source points? Yeah, I hit a couple that were. Well, I was back in the ends, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you were spouting off about weird all agey books. Yeah, I was. Was that's interesting. Back hat's tough. So more Archer and Armstrong from Valiant. Very cool covers. So they're relaunching it again. Ironclads. Harbinger, Exo, Shadow Man. That's a pretty good offering for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. They've really thinned down what they used to put out. Barbaric number one from Vault. Is that Michael Morikai? That I've, he's done, he did something else, too. I think he did Barbaric before. This must be like a relaunch. Is that what it was? Yeah. Or just a reissue, maybe. This is just a one-shot up 44 pages. Don't forget, hello, my name is Poop. By Ben Kastner. That's got to be big seller. Both fu fun and profit right there. There you go. And I am out of books. Out of books, man. A lot of trades. A lot of OGNs. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of floppies. Not a lot. Not a lot that well, I couldn't live without. Yeah, it stuck, it stick out to me. You looked at, um, you blew through Xenoscope, right? And it's... Xenoscopy? Xenoscopish. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's enough of that, then. Let's get over to uh, Cover Price's Top 10. But before we do that, because next week, I think uh, DC Catalog will be out. So we'll be, we'll be in April next week. You can believe Sorry, that I'm already. Getting, I'm getting stuck in Viz Manga at the moment. I'm working trading. Oh, you're stuck there. That's crazy. <laughs> well, we don't want you to get stuck, so come join our Patreon at Patreon slash Comics for Fun and Profit, where you can be part of the fun and give back to your beloved Kyle and Drew for the 718, was it? 18 episodes yep. of content that we've given you lovingly over the years um, help support the show it's almost time for to pay the media server costs for another year <laughs> so we really appreciate our patrons when it comes time to swipe the credit card on that bill um, to keep those episodes flowing and staying up and some of our other podcast friends have noticed uh, they've been getting bounced off of Apple uh, podcasts for some reason. Uh, we're still going. Knock wood. Hey. Haven't had any glitches so far, so um, we want to we want to stay there since like ninety percent of our downloads are are from Apple Podcasts. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, please, patrons, uh, if you want to, if you feel led, uh, contribute at. Uh, Comics for Fun and Profit at, at Patreon.com. And you can be part of our Slack channel, our Slack community uh, where we chat and talk about all things comics, pop culture, 
um, TV, movies, Star Wars, video games sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, random stuff, sports lately, because the Browns just signed Deshaun Watson to a ridiculous amount of money, and he may be suspended, and he hasn't played in a year and a half, so the Browns are being the Browns. <laughs> we could talk about how bad my NCAA bracket is already, basically busted again like every year we can talk about that there's all kinds of things we can talk about um but also you get uh, access to um early episodes um there's a, a new thing we'll be unveiling um maybe next week or the week after for our patrons you get exclusive episodes that nobody else gets you get free swag you get entered in contests and get free stuff we've given away um between us and Eric and uh, our listener Adam Pastry's generosity, we've given away many, many CGC 9.8 slabbed comics to our listeners and some other fun gifts uh, and things like that. So there's a, a variety of cool reasons to be a part of it. So go check that out if you feel led and contribute to the cause. Now, Kyle, let's get to cover pricing. Alright, heading over to coverprice.com, we will look at the top 10 books on the secondary market, starting with rank 10, which this one's awesome to see, uh, DMZ number 1 from our good friends at Vertigo from 2005, the full trailer for DMZ recently released and it's been met with mixed reaction due to some of its significant departures from the original series. That didn't stop it from, uh, with that said, anticipation for this new Rosario Dawson series Helped it move 13 copies. CGC 9.8 going for $395. I read this, and I'm pretty sure I have at least one. Timeless number one, the Mark Buckingham third print. Didn't know the third print was going to go crazy on this one since it doesn't even have Ms. Minutes on the cover, so that's crazy. But 35 copies on the secondary market, $20 for a raw on that one. Uh, Batman number two from 2011 with the Batman heating up the box office many walked out of the film discussing what might be next for Robert Pattinson's Batman so we're back to the Court of Owls type stuff this put heat on this number two book 40 copies on the secondary market high sale of $60 uh, for a CGC 9.4 with Rawls going for around 30 I thought they were always that high I'm sticking the same thing. Star Wars Darth Vader number 6 from 2017. If you saw the Disney Plus Kenobi trailer, did you saw clear shots of the Inquisitors and the Grand Inquisitor, whose first appearances in Star Wars Darth Vader number 6 is already on fire before the trailer, but thanks to the speculation and rumors, we tracked 38 copies, CGC 9.8 at $600. Drew, do you know who the Inquisitors are? No. Didn't think you did. At rank 6, High Republic Adventures number 2. While he had a cameo appearance in High Republic Adventures number 1, the second issue features the first full appearance of Marcion Rowe. Marcion has been a key adversary across the High Republic titles, seemingly controlling the Levers, a.k.a. the Nameless. The lovers are weapons or creatures of immense power that can nullify and disconnect Jedis from the Force and even turn them to stone. 
The Levelers. The Levelers and the Inquisitors. Okay. Yeah, completely different eras. <laughs> Markion's influence over the Levelers makes him a tremendous threat to the Jedi. After his reveal, after this reveal, fans rushed out to pick up a copy of the already trending first appearance. Last week it was 52 copies sold, $150 already for CGC 9.8 for Star Wars High Republic number 2, and of course High Republic Adventures, which we talked about that IDW series and <clears throat> how they shared a lot of different appearances on there. That one also moving good. I got some of these. I just got to f- dig them out and get them, see if I got the right ones. Mm-hmm. At rank 5 we have Captain Carter number 1, the animation variant, 1 in 25, $95 for a raw haul. Batman 28 from the new 52 era. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so this is the Harper Row. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Bluebird, as she were. Um, so, $165 for a CGC 9.8. We look. And there is a very rare. This is where we were doing. Remember the combo variants? Yes, through? yes, yes. With the, with the codes. Right. Yep. Exactly. We um we were big on Bluebird. We thought she was going to be something. Yep. And now we have because of C- the CW's Gotham Knights, she might be. And that was so it only took our, us eight years to be correct. Correct. Uh, we may not be right right away, but we're eventually right. Exactly. King Conan number three. As mentioned last week, writer Jason Aaron has recently criticized for giving his highly sexualized supernatural princess in this issue the name uh, Madawaka, which is known to be the actual name of Pocahontas. $25 for Raw. The Spectacular Spider-Man number 116 from 1986. Christopher Abbott is set to join Sony Pictures Marvel movies Craven the Hunter. Uh, blah, blah, blah. $150 for a CGC 9.6. And Drew, here's one close to your heart. West Coast Avengers 46. If your 2022 bingo card had a West Coast Avengers issue heating up, then you're doing good. However, if you have the Great Lakes Avengers first issue on your list, then you're a savant. This team features Doorman, Flartman, Dinosaur, Big Bertha, where a team of Marvel misfits and D-list heroes. This book is trending specifically due to Mr. Immortal, who first appeared in this issue and is speculated to appear in the upcoming She-Hulk series. Speculation stems from a leaked She-Hulk audition for a character named Dr. Revan, which many feel is Doctor is Mr. Immortal. 60 copies on the secondary market, 365 for a CGC 9.8. Oh, so it's not called Mr. Immortal. It's called Dr. Revive. And mm-hmm. but but the speculation train says that could be Mr. Immortal. So okay. let's go back to West Coast 46 and drive that dollar book to $365. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I do prefer C- CBC, uh, CBSI's list to cover prices. Mm-hmm. Be- they just seem to like, like half the list is like regurgitated from the week before. Yeah, they don't they don't turn it over as much. Where I think CBSI does a better job of turning the list over. They don't 
tend to repeat as often. But we appreciate all of them for doing the work that we're not willing to do. True, true. True, they're doing a better job than we are of collating this information since we're stealing theirs. You're, yep. You are correct. At rank 11, <laughs> uh, DC's New 52 um, features Batman number 6 uh, from 2012. And this is more Court of Owls mm-hmm. stuff. Um, this is the the the, the dope first appearance and this is our first appearance of talon as well yeah the legit which talon's the right. one i've been uh yeah. banking on being something for he a long should time. he should be uh 20 yeah. copies moved high sale of 50 550 bucks for a spoiler season. alert dick grayson's great great grandfather oh that's right yeah uh rank 12 avengers the children's crusade number one from 2010 rumors are swirling that Marvel is developing two Scarlet Witch projects. One of those projects is the Children's Crusade, pulled directly from the series of the same name. Um, buyers went crazy and bought 11 copies with a high sale of 30 bucks for a raw. So not that crazy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> rank 13, Star Wars, The High Republic, number 15, The Phil Noto, from 2022. So this just happened. Uh, levelers are revealed as nameless and controlled by Marquis on row. 45 copies moved. $15.66 for a raw. Um, rank 14, the one I missed, Avengers Forever. Number three, Mariama Spectre, the first female Moon Knight, has moved 76 copies of this book. And a high sale, $26.37. And um, Mike Myers... Uh, tweeted me the page she's on and if that's the only page she's on if she's just on one that one panel and that one page your, are you are you calling it a cameo i don't see it as being anything yeah, but it might catch on she might catch on. i don't know um it's a decent look i don't know don't be hating i mean what did I, this is the exact Exact same thing I did with Edge of Spider Verse number two. I was and, just about to say I mean, this, this is exactly what I did, and I was like, "Yeah, go bother." <laughs> so, although we are right eventually, we're also wrong right away. <laughs> uh, rank fifteen, we have Daredevil: Women Without Fear number three. Um, in this issue, Marvel introduced the first appearance of the Punisher with his controversial new chess symbol. One week before Punisher number one. Why did they do that? After right-wing extremist groups took the original skull symbol as their own, Marvel was forced, forced, I tell you, to pivot away from the association. They were not. Uh, we took tr- 41 copies, and the fair market value has settled on $11. Uh, Star Wars High Republic Adventures, the Monster Temple Peak number one, comes in at rank 16. First appearance of Ty Yorick, uh, high sale of $135 for a 9.8, and 33 copies sold. At rank 17, Batman 609 from way back 20 years ago, 2002. <laughs> uh, this issue features the first appearance of Thomas Elliot, who later becomes Hush, in issue 619. Um, Matt Reeves wants Hush in the Batman universe. So, Hush and the Owls, that'd be 
fun stuff. So those are two of my favorite villains. Yeah, so that'd from be the standards. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, this moved thirty copies. Had a high sale of two hundred eighty-nine dollars for a CGC nine eight. At rank eighteen, Batman two fifty-eight. At the end of Batman, a blink and you'll miss it. Website flashes during the post credits. Uh, www.ratalada.com The site is filled with riddles and codes and Reddit users have cracked and shared their findings online. One code referenced, referenced features October 1974 which was the release date of this Batman issue. This features the first appearance of Arkham Asylum which was then called Arkham Hospital. And the biggest clue is how the story focuses on Two-Face breaking out of the prison for Gotham's criminally insane. Users speculate that this is a hint of things to come in the next film. Let's move 17 copies with a high sale of $200 for a CGC 7.0. Kyle. Yes. We don't. We call ourselves speculators. But we don't, we don't crack codes. I was I was on the Reddit's for these as soon as they came out. I watched the videos of this. Oh yeah, did you? You cracked these this, codes I was on this last week? No, no, I, I let other people do it, but I was right behind them as they uh, did it. I feel I feel really lazy. I cracked I cracked zero codes to speculate this week. No, to be fair, that's par for the course. Break <laughs> uh, nineteen. We have New Avengers number seven from two thousand five. This is Illuminati action. From the Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, how many copies we moved? 21 copies. Uh, high sale of 415 for a 98. Raw copies settling around 72 bucks. And finishing out uh, the top 20, we have Batman the Long Halloween Special Edition, the IMAX promo, where IMAX theaters gave away this long Halloween special edition. Those got gobbled up and. We have a high sale of $41 for a raw fair market around 30 bucks for a free comic. Very cool. That's the way it goes. Yeah. All right. That's been all the things that are on the secondary market already, but let's go through some FOC items. Let's look at the orders that we will finish this weekend. If we need to add a few things to our orders and make sure we don't miss any books like uh, Drew missed the first female uh, Moon Knight. Yes, I yes, I did. To be fair, not in this solicit. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what am I, Nostradamus? Yeah, come on, more like never mind. <laughs> we start in DC. Um... Justice League seventy five, seven dollar book. Drew, why is it a seven dollar book? Because we've murdered the Justice League. Yep. <laughs> why did um, when why did Catwoman Lonely City become a four issue series? I thought it was a three issue series. It's a black label, oversized, prestige format, three of three. We found a few other things. Huh. That's interesting. The cardstock variant on Justice League seventy five, the Dan Jurgens, uh, that is the one to have. You don't think? Yeah, that is. You're right. That is. That's the one. That's the one. Cover D. Mm-hmm. It's like the one that just says "Death of." That's kind of cool. That is pretty dope. 
So we got to get this, even though we know it's temporary and stupid and a money ploy and a grab. Do we get it anyway? Yep. Okay. Sandman Universe Nightmare Country, number one, coming back. Could be fun. James Tinian taking a crack at the Sandman hey. Universe. I don't know. That could work. That could work. Those of you reading House on the Lake, nice house on the lake, you know he's good. Some great covers there, too. Scout giving us Triskel, number one, as well as um, the Black Caravan imprint giving us uh, David Burns. Or is it premiered? Pre, is it Black Caravan Premier? Yeah, it's Black Caravan Premier. The imprint is, and this is David Burns canceled number one. And is this David Byrne, the Talking Heads lead singer? Oh, I don't know. Kind of cool. Uh, another anthology, probably. I'm guessing. Maybe not. Maybe it's just maybe it's just a story. I don't know. Might be interesting. Might be something to check out, pick up. As we look at um, what Image has to offer. Yeah. A Town Called Terror leads it off from Steve Niles and Simon Kudransky. Pretty good. Bjorn Baron's King Spawn number. We also have the ta the trade paperback for Spawn Record Breaker. Um, so it's Spawn 298, 299. 300 and 301 uh, for $17. Yeah. <coughs> Dark Horse gives us Breakout, a uh, new Zach Kaplan book. Um, big fan of Zach Kaplan. Port of Earth, Join the Future. Like him a lot. Um, and he's very cool. If you ever meet him in person at a con, if you ever go to a con again. <laughs> So most of this stuff is high concept. This one is when massive cube spaceships from another dimension materialize over our cities and routinely abduct teenagers to be held inside their mysterious floating prisons. Liam Watts' younger brother, Tommy, is taken, but while governments and adults across the world accept this loss as inevitable, Liam refuses to give up hope. Now in a Take Back Our Future anthem, Liam assembles a skilled team of ordinary high school students to risk it all, but can they pull off the impossible? succeed in an out-of-world, out-of-this-world prison break. Very cool. What book was that called again? This is called Breakout from Dark Horse Comics. Dark Horse. I just blow by there? IDW didn't have much, did they? Marvel. Into the Marvel book. So we get a Captain America Zero with a great Alex Ross cover. So are we going to go, like, weekly or something with this? Why do we have so many writers on this book? In Captain America, can Captain America support a weekly? If it is a weekly, all right. I hated these. No, my G second printing from Moon Knight number nine. This is not really that different. Do I skip it? it? Looks very similar. What do I do, Kyle? As a completist, <laughs> I guess I gotta get it. Really like the first Punisher. Uh, I haven't read a Punisher in a while, and um. This was really good. So, uh, Jason Aaron, 
sometimes fits the character he writes very well, and I think he's he's going to do a good job here. Peach Momoko is doing the design variant for the Gwenaverse number two design variant on that one. I like it a lot. Oh, cool. Kyle, on the action figure variant for Star Wars 23, it is Yak Face. Mm. Who is Yak Face? It's actually Yakafase. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I completely made that. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. I am unaware of the Yak Faces of the world. That goes a little deeper than my knowledge. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Some background. Maybe somebody from the band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dynamite. Nothing. Boom. What you do? I wonder how Berserker is. I dumped it a while ago. What if people are enjoying that? It's uh, going down quite a bit. Oh, yeah? In Scout Comics, we have Triskel, Manaramis. It's very fancy. There's that Hit Me from AWA, the second issue. I do like that sometimes the FOCs work out where... The second issue FOC comes out after, mm-hmm. a week or two after the first issue. So you do have time to mark it correct if the book is well received. Like it's supposed to work. I was going to say that's kind of what you would, in a perfect world would want. But with, uh, is it, wasn't it Penguin Random House shortened them, them to mm-hmm. three weeks? Or something like that, so there really wasn't enough time. Yeah. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What is the one thing to make sure you add on your FOC to make sure you have? I got to go with um, Breakout. Uh, Zach Kaplan, Wilton Santos uh, from Dark Horse Comics. I haven't picked Dark Horse in forever, and I'm excited about this one. Um, I'm a big Kaplan fan, so I have high hopes that this will be fantastic. And I will be Justice League 75, the cover D, the Jen, the Dan Jurgens cover that I like so much. Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, Drew, we've uh, picked some picks of the weeks to make sure you put in your collection. We now also want to talk about some more secondary market items, um, some more things that have going well on the aftermarket making money for people we head on over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com we look at their hot 10 books uh, to see what they're tracking on the the market we start with their number one book and that is of course Miss Marvel number 5 hot off the presses of the Miss Marvel trailer G. Willow Wilson writing that book Adrian Alfona on art. A bunch of copies have been selling this week following the release of the new Miss Marvel trailer, showing the moment on the cover of this book, which is now over $30. What did you think of the new trailer? Liked it. Looks really good. At rank two, Moon Knight number one from 2014. Last week, you could get a copy for 20 bucks. Now it's up to 40 or 50 as folks prepare for Mr. Knight on Disney+. Plus. Of course, this is continuing the trend of a number one of a new series featuring a version of a character that we like being the book despite uh, Drew if you were with us last week you heard Drew ranting about JLA Avengers Hero Initiative trade paperback 
Um, and here we get the content, the trend continuing to go up of it being 200 and $250 on the secondary market. There have been some nice stories of LCSs who, when their customers come in, it's, in, it's sitting in their box for cover. There you go. You know, they, they got it, knew they were fans and got it for them. Or the LCSs only got it so many. And did raffles uh, to give away that to the specific winner, and then all that money went got donated um, to Hero Initiative. So um, there's been some good good people out there as well. Um, but you know that D bag that got that gobbled up ten copies and sold them for two hundred fifty, and said for George didn't send him a dime. You know, mm-hmm. you know that didn't happen. Yeah. So. Um, but they're yeah, they're good people. Good people in comics. For the most part. Very true. At rank four we have amazing, amazing Spider Man two sixty five following last week's announcement that her ex husband would be appearing in Craven. It looks like Silver Sable is back to the forefront of speculation and the speculators' attention, as this has gone from a thirty dollar book to being a more around a fifty dollar book. And Amazing Spider-Man 194, very fine raw copies are selling for north of 600 to up to 750. Even reader copies are selling for $150. Speculation that the new casting of Madam Web could be for Felicia. If that gets confirmed, this could spike even more. Good old Black Cat. At rank six, Miss Marvel 12. Before the trailer, this was about a $10 book. Now it's a $30 book. Not sure if folks saw Red Dagger and we missed it, but the spec has been around this book for a while now. Uh, Phil thinks he spotted it. Marvel Comics presents number 158. The first appearance of Clandestine has hit highs of $30 the last few weeks, but now this is hitting $50. As speculation grows that they may appear in Mrs. Marvel. Huh clandestine huh interesting yeah at rank eight punisher 218 the photo variant a couple weeks ago this was a hundred dollars to 125 dollar book but this week a raw sold at auction for 220 is this excitement for the punisher's return due to the netflix series coming to disney plus we know barenthal was to reprise the role so maybe that's what we can hope for Ultimate Spider-Man number one, polybagged. So sealed copies of this Miles Morales book aren't that easy to find these days. And the last week or two they've been selling for around $200 or more. Polybags can be tricky as you have only a vague sense of the condition of the book inside. Not all are near mint just because they are still bagged. Very true. At rank 10, Catwoman number 41, the 1 in 25 Sozomiyaki variant. Only surprise about another Sozomiyaka Catwoman incentive variant is that this isn't selling for more, but plenty of sales in the $30 to $50 range for this 1 in 25 variant. Honestly, it was a slow week for new releases. Yeah, and Adam on the Slack channel was like totally perplexed as to (coughs) why this was hot and selling so well. When when a Jenny Frizen is, in his opinion, 
head and shoulders above above this. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I actually agree with that sentiment as well. Yeah. Honorable mention Black Panther number three, the one in twenty five. We had one sale of this one in twenty five incentive variant this week, but it was a doozy. Fifteen hundred dollars for a CGC nine point eight. Has this jumped the shark, or do folks really think there's legs to this based on who knows why? And the other one, Marvel Comics number one, two point five million. For a CGC 9.2, this has to get a mention. I mean, this is Marvel Comics number one. There's really nothing more to say. Pretty amazing. Good old 10 center. All right, Drew, we've talked about our FOCs. We've talked about our previews. We've talked about our hot 10s. And let's head on into our sneak peek at next week for the books coming out next week. Drew, let's go over to Lunar. From our good friends Lunar Distribution. And look at our DC titles. We're looking at new releases for the 22nd. What are they doing? Reprinting... Um... Long Halloween? Yeah. Yep. This is the sequel to the Long Halloween. Oh, very cool. Catwoman running in Rome. $50. We were excited about that Dark Knight second printing that looked like a character sheet. Yeah, for the Harley Quinn. I yeah. love that. 17 in Irritation, 1 in Singing, 19 yeah. in Volume. That Very was pretty cool. great. The Detective Shadows of the Bat. Is this the last Shadows of the Bat or the second to last? Can't tell which one it is. I know it's... I think it's close to the end. It's got to be like 11. This is like 11 or 12. So if you look at if you look at Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn thirteen cover C, the Simone Bianchi. Yeah, it is the same cover as the uh, Long Halloween stuff for the Batman that was given out. Oh, interesting. The, uh, so if you were if you missed out on that one, I really like the cover. Here's your opportunity. So it's a Long Halloween homage. Yes. Very cool. I wonder. With oh. the that with the that's all the you know with the characters from the Batman, so that's you know their versions of those characters. That's very cool. There might be something there. Yeah, I am really interested in this Rogues book. Yeah, yeah, you you had been on on this, yes. Captain Cold, Joshua Williamson writing this seven bucks a piece, four issues on this uh, DC Black Label. So I cannot wait. Do you have a cover? Just the, I love the A. Just the A. I love the A with that Captain Gold just chilling there. That is pretty nice. It wasn't seven bucks, but whatever. We'll take it. (sighs) Black Label, I haven't been whining about price. Nope. Take what you get. Yeah. You don't throw a fit. (laughs) If you do, you get hit. (laughs) Wow. The saying's changed. It has. It's evolved. Let's head out and look at our image books. Ghost Cage number one. Nick Dragota and Caleb Golner. Boy, that's pretty. Image. It's a pretty art style. That is a $6 book in and of itself, but a very cool. It is an extra length limited series. So. Fantastic looking saga. Can't wait for issue 57. Oh, yeah. Really great stuff. Uh, 
Dark Horse gives us Count Crowley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter number one, a four issue miniseries. Getting a new Stranger Things. This is Kamchakta. Huh. Also, they're in Russia, so that might lead to the new season. Maybe. Uh, they're also giving us We Have Demons, the Scott There's Snyder, Greg Capullo book. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Jacques cover on cover B, too. Yep. Looks really good. So then we have a new Angels, Angels, Avengers Forever. Um, what are they going to put in this one? Kind of wacky read mix are they going to put in this one that <laughs> gets people excited? Better find out. Devil's Reign continues. series of tie-ins seem to be never ending Halcyon mm -hmm. Legacy number one going to a second print for Star Wars yeah who's that first print or who was that first appearance what was the guy's name I don't remember forgot already Nibs I have no idea and then we're excited to get Wolverine patch number one I think that looks really yeah. good. Yeah, it seems like a cool story. Dynamite's going to give us nothing. Pink Ranger cover on that Power Ranger. Yeah. That new Firefly series. There's your Armor Clads debut from Valiant. Hey. Scout giving us Beyond the Beyond number one. Frankenrocker and the Jailbait Punks. Jailbait <laughs> Punks by... What publisher is this? Bad Kids Press. Second Lion and Eagle. It says the man who shot Chris Kyle in American Legend. I just saw Kyle. And I thought it was the man who shot Kyle. <laughs> you were hoping. No, I was I was like, watch out. I'll throw myself in front of the bullet. That's right. Brother. I can't have that. No. Nine stones as eight it's eighth issue. Rise of the Jin that I skipped. Suicide Jockeys gets collected as a trade. Till My Knuckles Bleed, second issue, and third issue. And third, yeah. That's an interesting strategy. Not a not a fan of that at all. All right, Drew, now we ask for the pick of the week. What's the book that's... <sighs> Man. Um, I think I'm going to go with a double dose of Dark Horse this week, and I'm going to go with We Have Demons. Neat things. Well, if you don't care, our listeners won't care. No, no, no. I, I agree with you on the We Have Demons. I just don't think there's a couple of things that I'm like, I don't think. You think rogues? Pop. You think rogues will pop? Mm, maybe. You just want it to. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go with yeah, rogues number one from DC. I just I think it looks good. I can't wait. Yeah, I hope it's good so. too. I'm. I mean, it's going to be good. It's it's black label, over mm. overpriced, oversized. Um, so those are all those are always <laughs> good. Over the overpriced ones, uh, the, there's a lot of quality there. They're always good. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you. Well, thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Private. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through the books coming out next week. 
Like we said before, head on over to our Patreon, Comics Fun, and Profit. Be part of the podcast. Hang out with us on Slack and all kinds of cool stuff. For Drew and for myself, see ya.